Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values, where we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in Texas. If you're new to the show, we talk about those issues in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. That's because at Texas Values, we're the largest statewide organization that works on those issues in Texas. So we don't just talk about them. We talk about them from the perspective of the work we're involved in, but also the work that other people are involved in. But even though the show is primarily about Texas, we know that Texas impacts the rest of the country. So you oftentimes hear us talk about issues as they relate to things from a national perspective and vice versa. And I got good news for you. It's not just me today. Nicole is in the studio with me. Nicole Hudgens, policy analyst for Texas Values. How's it going today, Nicole? It's going well. I think we're going to have a really fun show today. We are. And I'm really going to try hard to take a back seat and let you (laughs) and Miss Conservative Millennial mix it up a little bit. That's because today, our guest today is Allie Beth Stuckey. You probably know her. Some people know her. Many know her as the conservative millennial. She's got, she's a Texas young lady, a Texas gal, if I can say that. Um, And, but she has a history of, and, and her work is commentating, doing media work, educational videos on social media. That's where millennials are these days, I guess. They're not even, but they're not even on Facebook we, these days. We occasionally get on Facebook, but I, th- I think we use a few other outlets like Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, although there's there is talk these days, Jonathan, that because of the new Snapchat update, that that's a no go right now. So I've got some friends that are going back to Instagram. Well, we'll let you and Allie, Beth, get into all that uh, good stuff. And so let's go ahead and jump right in the show. We're uh, our guest today is Allie Beth Stuckey. You heard me mention her roots to Texas. She's been engaged in in these efforts, pro-life issues, marriage, religious liberty, she really is a great voice and a presence on these issues. Allie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, as I said, I'm going to try to take a back seat. Nicole, you and Allie Beth set all this up. Where are we going with the show today? <laughs> well, first, I definitely want to talk about, uh, Allie, you've done a great job at being a voice for conservative millennials. Uh, love watching your videos. You're on Fox News, Fox Business. You're on CRTV. Uh, you've done things with Ben Shapiro, uh, Matt Walsh. You, you've done so much um, in, in such a little amount of time and have been just a great uh, voice, but also very informative to anyone who's been watching you and your thank videos. You. So thank, thanks for all you're doing for giving us a voice. Well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. It's been fun for me. I mean, I feel like I've kind of been learning um, alongside the people that are watching me and watching my videos. Um, I think this is kind of an unprecedented time for a lot of us millennials. It's certainly We're more engaged now probably than we've ever been. One of the reasons for that is because we're older than we were in the past election cycle. (laughs) More of us can vote now than in the past election cycle. Uh, But also because for better and for worse, there's a level of sensationalism and a level of celebrity during this presidency and uh, during, you know, our current political atmosphere that makes it a little bit more exciting. So it's been a fun time for me to... Uh, kind of dig into this whole world of culture and politics and learn alongside my fellow millennials that are also trying to figure it all out. 
Yes, well, thank you so much. And if and if you guys have just turned in, tuned in, uh, we're talking with Allie Beth Stuckey, who's the conservative millennial. And Allie, you've done some great videos on the pro-life issue. I was just watching one where you really dispel the myths of the pro-abortion arguments. Can you talk a little bit about that issue? You know, we talk about it on the show all the time, but can you talk about the pro-life issue from a conservative perspective and even with just having the March for Life uh, and the president speak at the March for Life? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so there is this misconception, especially among the the abortion crowd, that the anti-abortion or the pro-life stance is based on this kind of antiquated patriarchal religious bigotry that just wants to control women's bodies. And that might be an okay stance to have if two things were true. If, if one, the only people in the pro-life movement were religious men, and two, if it really had anything to do with women's bodies or if it only had to do with women's bodies. But neither of those things are true. The pro-life movement is made up of um, people of all different kinds of backgrounds, all different kinds of socioeconomic backgrounds, racial backgrounds, religious backgrounds, um, all different kinds of people, Republicans, Democrats, all make up the pro-life movement. And I would tell you that probably, I would say 100%, if not 99%, there's always those crazy people out there, um, but 100% probably of the people that are in the pro-life movement want have have no problem allowing a woman to be totally autonomous in what she chooses to do with her own body. The reason why we're pro-life is because of the scientific reality that it's not just a woman's body. It's a child's body as well. And as such, it deserves to have rights, the same rights as anyone else in America. Um, so that's the place I'm coming from. And yes, I'm a Christian. And yes, I'm a conservative. And of course, those things flavor my stance on the pro-life movement, but it's very important, I think, for all of us um, to be able to scientifically and logically also back up why we are pro-life. It's not because the Bible tells me to. It's not because President Trump spoke at the pro-life movement, although that's awesome. Um, it's not because my parents told me to be pro-life. It's because it's a scientific reality. And those who choose to deny that really deny science, um, particularly for a party who claims to love science, they seem to hate the science behind uh, fetal development. So that's that's what it is for me. It's just it's just logical. It's scientific. I see no uh, moral possibility outside of being pro-life. Well, and when we talk about the pro-life issue, Ali Beth, there's a date associated with that, 1973. That happens to be the year that I was born. So um, that tells you how old I am. So we're, you know, a lot of us call that kind of this pro-life generation or we were born under this, you know, shadow of Roe versus Wade when that choice, so to speak, you know, your mother could have choo- chose to, to have an abortion. And so you're almost a little more appreciative of life. If you will. But, the, but my segue here right. is about what is a millennial for the rest of us out there that are older? And I was kind of joking with Nicole about this old segment that um, – that Conan O'Brien used to do, I was like, does that mean you're born after the year 2000? Remember that skit? In the year 2000. Anyway. I was, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't remember it, unfortunately. You, Allie Beth probably doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Nicole's like, I don't even know who Conan O'Brien is. Late night guy. Check it out on YouTube. It was a great segment they used to do. But so what is it, what does that mean when someone says, I'm a millennial for, for the rest of us out there who are not? A millennial is they were born or we were born anywhere from about 1985 to 2000. Um, and so it's not that we were born 
um, at the, the turn of the millennium is that we were kind of coming of age or growing up at that time. I mean, I was born in 92, so I'm kind of right smack dab in the middle of that between 1985 and about 2000. Um, but within millennials, there are different subsets, of course. The people that were born in 1985, of course, don't want to be associated um, with the with the people that were born in 1999 and don't even remember 9/11, and rightfully so. There are a lot of there are different subsets within every generation that was raised that were raised with different technology um, and different things that affected their development and affected the way they are. But these. Anyway, regardless of that, regardless of the subset, millennials do fall under that about 15-year time period. Well, look, and I think it's a great opportunity for young people to connect with someone who they can identify with, right? Someone that's kind of their age and that uses some of the same phrases that Nicole uses in the office sometimes that I don't always pick up on. But no, I'm, being, I'm, I'm joking a little bit. But seriously, right, there's a, there's a niche there. And because of technology, there's a way for you to reach people without having to wait until, you know, the local station says, now we're going to promote you to be on TV. The, the freedom that's there, all of that stuff is wide open. You're able to connect with people. One of the issues we've worked on, Texas has been involved in a lot of the past couple of years, is this privacy issue. This issue about allowing men to go into girls' bathrooms and shower rooms and locker rooms. And we saw recently the Department of Education announcing in some form or fashion uh, that they were no longer going to be investigating some of these claims in public schools, really a change in position. But, you know, this is an issue I would imagine young people kind of have a diversity of views on. Um, You know, how is it impacted or, you know, what's your view on this issue as you've seen it unfold as a conservative millennial? Yeah, so I would say millennials in general, they are by and large liberal. Of course, we're trying to change the tide on that as much as we can. But uh, I would say that they are by and large um, what they would consider to be tolerant, inclusive, which means that they are for these so-called or what they perceive to be LGBT rights. And that would include include the privacy issue. Um, Most millennials, though, although they claim to be social justice warriors and to care about these issues, they're really just apathetic and complacent. So they get the majority of their information from social media, from uh, professors in college, which sometimes are are liberal, um, and then also the mainstream media, which we know is uh, majorly liberal as well. And so because of that, because they are so indoctrinated and Usually, right now, those under the age of 30 don't make the effort to actually research issues on their own. They're going to go with the mainstream. And the mainstream, at least it seems like, uh, maybe not according to polling numbers, but according to the media, the mainstream says, you know what? Um, Let people go into whatever bathroom they want. However you identify, that's who you are. Your gender identity is part of you, and no one can contest that. So I do think a lot of millennials are kind of apathetic towards that. But people like me, conservative millennials, are, of course, afraid of the implications of this and afraid of the privacy abuses that it could that it could incur on the other side. Um, I by no means believe that every person who is transgender is maliciously going into uh, another bathroom. I, I don't think that at all, but it comes down to um, – what is you have to you have to consider the people on the other side of that as well and that's something that i know that my dad in the state legislature in this issue has tried to consider as fairly as possible as well right and that's that's so important i know that um you've done a really great job i think of even right now in the culture we're living in you know there's this 
concept that um, men could become women or women could become men. But really, I think we need to celebrate the differences between men and women. And right. you've, you've done a great job. I love the video you did about talking about the need for strong men in our society and that that's not a threat to strong women, but that we need strong men in our society. And uh, like I said, you've got so many great videos, Allie. Can you tell us where people can go to watch that video and, and other videos that you've done? Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, so you can go to crtv.com slash Allie. That stands for Conservative Review TV. So crtv.com slash Allie. That's where the majority of my videos are. But as um, a conservative millennial, I obviously have social media as well. So you can go to my Facebook page, which is the Conservative Millennial. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm not on Snapchat. And from what I hear, like you said, um, there is a, an up. There's like an uprising against Snapchat right now. Apparently, there's some crazy update, um, and so I'm not on Snapchat. And so I saved myself the hassle of having to be mad about Snapchat. Um, but you can find me on all those different channels, and I have a, a plethora of videos out there for people to choose from. Well, and Allie Beth, I'm not on Snapchat either. So see, we have something in common. There's not <laughs> I'm this. Not a, yeah, yeah, none of us are on Snapchat here. <laughs> there's not this huge generational gap. No. Um, We're basically boomers. Right. So, um, well, look, uh, before we run out of time, you you mentioned the website. You're you're out there. You're engaging. A lot of great information that you're putting out there. Uh, The religious liberty issue has been something that we see getting a lot of attention. There's this court case at the U.S. Supreme Court, the master uh, masterpiece cake maker case. A lot of issues coming up. But a lot of these things are drawing all this attention and discussion on elections, right? People are, you know, you got to know where your elected official stands on these issues because the Supreme Court may make a decision, but there's more to it than that. I mean, what's the federal government going to do in response to that? What's the state government going to do in response? Texas starts early voting on February 20th, and, and then the general election day is March 6th. Talk to all of our listeners, but, you know, maybe a little bit louder to millennials about the importance of going out and voting and making a difference. Yeah, so what I think a lot of people don't realize, whether they're a millennial or not, is that the general, the, the presidential election um, actually has much less of an effect on your everyday life as the, or than the, uh, your local election. So your state legislature and your, um, your local elected officials actually have much bigger effect on your everyday life, your ability to uh, travel, all of the things that you actually care about on a daily basis, most of those are decided on a local and a state level. And I think we forget about that, one, because people are watching the mainstream news, which is usually advertising the big election. Um, but two, it's just kind of more, it, it's more exciting. There's more sensationalism that's associated to the general election. But if you actually care about what's going on in your everyday life, if you care, for example, about the roads that you're driving on, then you should probably have a say in your local elections and in your state elections. So um, I encourage you to just be engaged in that way. Even if, even if you don't really care about politics at all, all you have to do is vote. It's a couple hours of your day. Um, it's super simple. You can take just a few hours getting educated online, researching the different candidates and what you actually care about. Of course, I discourage straight ticket voting typically. Um, I encourage especially millennials to take the time to um, actually look at each issue and what the candidates stand for, um, because it literally it, it makes a difference in 
how you live your day-to-day life. Um, so that's why that's why it's so important to be involved, at least at a voting level. Well, we're talking with Ali Beth Stuckey, the conservative millennial. And, you know, look, I was driving in earlier today the station and i was just reminding myself of elections and you know there was one in the austin area that was decided by four votes a state house seat decided by four votes there was one two years ago in the houston area that it was decided by around 20 votes people all the time think oh what's one vote gonna make trust me it makes a difference and some elections are going to be extremely close you know there's some in the dallas area that are going to be extremely close i know from where you're from um, Nicole, take us to the end of the segment here with Allie Beth, where we're going and what people need to know going forward. Yes. So we encourage you, if you want to hear more from Allie Beth, to go to crtv.com forward slash Allie. Um, if you want to come to our website, you can go to txvalues.org. Allie, if, is, if there's anything you could say to any millennial listening right now, just to encourage them to get more involved um, and get more involved with the issues what, what would you tell them? Um, I would encourage them to read. I think that's something that millennials just don't <laughs> do very well. We like uh, instant gratification that comes from social media. Mm-hmm. And a lot of millennials I know who are, are very smart and very well-meaning, they just don't want to take the effort to actually um, read and actually know about the issues. And so Amen, sister. Regur- regurgitate the things that they hear from Hollywood or um, here on social media. And I always tell people that it takes more mental fortitude to be a conservative millennial than it does to be a liberal millennial. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's telling millennials to be liberal. No one's going to tell you to be a conservative. And so um, in order to not just bolster your values, but really know what you think and think on your own, you have to take the effort to independently research the facts, what's true, what's not. And I'm not saying that necessarily researching is always going to lead down conservatism, but right. it usually does. Um, so that's why I say it's important to uh, it's important to know your facts. It's important to know your stuff. If you do nothing else, at least read the news and know what's mm-hmm. going on on a weekly basis. Absolutely, that's that's great advice. I know that too many times we we look at Twitter give a quick glance over Twitter and think we know what's happening, but really there's there's a lot more depth to these issues. So thank you so much, Allie Beth, for coming on our show. We'd love to have you thank again. Thank you so much. And thanks for what you're doing. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. God bless. Well, that was great. That was a lot of fun. Yes. You know, really a very fresh, active, and... What's the other adjective I'm thinking of? Relevant voice these days. I mean, and, and I think Ali Beth's getting a lot more attention. You know, as I mentioned in the beginning of the segment, because of technology, the opportunity, you know, she doesn't have to get anybody's permission or go through a whole lot of red tape to reach people, you know. And so um, if you're smart, creative, you've got, you know, some good people working for you, you've got good content and information, you can get right to a lot of people. You know, without having to go through some of the traditional channels, so to speak. And so I think that's very beneficial. I loved what she said that I think millennials need to read. I was just like, exactly. You know, you and I were having a conversation with someone I won't name earlier this week, Nicole, and who had a um, an inaccurate understanding of an issue. And so we asked this person a few more questions or and and we shared with them a little more information about the issue. And their response was, oh, 
Well, if I had known that, my opinion on would have been different, you know, and so. Right. I mean, you got to read. You you really do. You have to read. And I think it's important to vet even what you're reading. You know, when I look at legislation and then I read about what's being written about that legislation in the news, sometimes I'm shocked going uh, They missed a few major points in that legislation or the messaging wasn't right. And you and I know doing interviews all the time, you know, we'll give some fantastic background information and they may quote, you know, I, I, there was one time they quoted only one word that I said. Well, and so here's what's careful. here's what's frustrating too. Sometimes is because of the way that information moves so quickly these days that there are, I mean, reporting is just oftentimes sloppy. It's inaccurate. Um, you know, they make a correction and they don't have to wait for the the newspaper to be printed in two or three days to print the correction like they used to before. They just edit it online. You never even really know. And so my point is we're just seeing a lot more information and a distrust. And so so people read stuff. Ah, oh, that's not true. Oh, that's fake news. You know, and, and, it, and sometimes it is, but right. a lot of times it's not. But people just, oh, if I don't like it, it must be fake. Oh, it must not be true. When I was in law school, what they told us from day one, cite your source. Mm-hmm. And so if you look at a lot of our information, you will see a link of some type or whatever, a reference to the source of our information. Mm-hmm. You don't see that a lot in some of the reporting these days. And I think that's unfortunate, but that shouldn't discourage people. You should still read and see the information. But I think a lot of times people don't read stuff because they're like, oh, it's probably not true or I don't believe it. So they never get below the headline. Right. And and there's some great sources out there. I mean, I know our weekly email, we're letting people know what's happening at the state level. There's a great uh, email subscription that I have to Bright News that we had Kelsey Harkness on, um, some great conservative women, just giving the headlines in a really fun, creative way, letting you know a quick synopsis of what's happening. There are groups like Heritage Foundation who have the Daily Signal. There's FRC. There's so many places out there. But uh, I just encourage people, you know, you're going to see articles on on your Facebook feed. Go ahead and read the articles, read the news, read what's happening around the country and in your hometown, in your state. Uh, but also, be you know, be careful to vet and and know what those sources are. Wikipedia is not always <laughs> the most reliable. Well, source. I mean, and, and, you know, the flip side is now you can get access to a lot of information that you used to have to go to the library to find. Right. right? And not the, that you shouldn't go to the library, but who goes to the library anymore? I mean, I do sometimes, but I'm just telling you, I think we all know it's probably rare where it used to be. That's where you would have to go. I mean, you could not, you know, search things online and download books and all this kind of stuff. And so you actually had to make a little bit more of an effort or maybe it was harder. Now you got an Internet connection. You're in. I mean, whatever you want to find, whatever you want to research. So there's an upside. Speaking of vetting and sources, freevotersguide.com, a great source, I would say the best source for voting information in the state of Texas. It is a project of our uh, partner organization, Texas Values Action. It's safe for churches. You can broadcast this link, freevotersguide.com. It it is not a list of endorsements. Mm -mm. It simply gives you information so you can share with your people at your church, freevotersguide.com. That's F as in Frank, R-E-E freevotersguide.com. Just got launched this week. We do it every two years, but the new version just went up a couple of days ago. So you want to check it out and, you know, find out the information, where the candidates stand on issues. A lot of time was spent into putting all this information. And, you know, Nicole, I just remembered 
I didn't. I forgot to ask Allie Beth about her golf career, right? <laughs> you know, we like to talk a little faith, family, and football, but even golf. We might talk some sports sometimes. So we'll have to ask her to come on again so we can talk about her glorious career as the team captain of a golf team. You know, I, I actually did take a golfing class in college. Yeah, how'd that turn out? You know, I hit the ball, and that was my goal, and I accomplished it. Yeah. <laughs> I could hit it pretty far. That's wonderful. <laughs> so I, and I, we were talking about this earlier because there's some video going around kind of – well, I shouldn't reference it because I think it has some – probably some inappropriate language, but it had a golf reference. Maybe I'll get into that next time. But, you know, we like to get to know people a little bit more personally. Allie Beth, being a Texas girl, Texas gal, lady, woman. I don't want to be disrespectful. But being a Texan herself about kind of what they're about personally, a little bit of their background. And so, um, so we'll have her back again, though, and we'll get into maybe a little bit more of that. But there's so much good information. I was glad that she was able to share some of that with us. And that's why you need to go to our website where we do have information you count on. No fake news here. That'll be a new hashtag. TXValues.org. You can go to our Facebook page, Texas Values. And you can make an online donation at TXValues.org. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Our budget's almost 900000 So we do need that financial support on a monthly basis if you can give. Uh, make your gift. Give your gift today. But, Nicole, uh, a lot of activity this weekend. People block walking, emailing, so on. Early voting starts on February 20th. Right around the corner, this coming Tuesday. It's it's starting quickly. We encourage people to be paying attention to who is running in your area, who's running for the state offices, the statewide offices. There's some important congressional races coming up. So we encourage you to, like Ali Best said, read, 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 read. Read, read, read. All right, we're out of time. Sorry, Nicole, i got to cut you off. Texas Values, Faith, Family, and Freedom. We'll see you on the Texas Values Report next week. <laughs>